points.com. Uh, for Tom, I, I, I'm going to start referring to our live viewers of the point spread as the digits. I think it's below dozens right now. You know, people are leaving work, you know, I, we, we, we got comments. We're hey, they can work. listen to the podcast. They just don't get to see me drinking my two big beers right now. Oh, Hershey, that is a huge Yingling Hershey Porter, you know, oh. right there. That's back. When did oh, it it's back, baby. It? I got I got a six pack yesterday, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so, Yingling, everybody knows, is it, it's Pennsylvania beer, the America's oldest brewery. Oh, yeah. They say. <laughs> um, I don't know how I don't know how justifiable that claim is, but that's what they say. Um, I like a good Yingling lager. You know, like I can I can put them away. Um, but there are other there are other lines, Tom. I think are hit or miss. Oh, for sure. Um, Lord Chesterfield. Uh, Lord, <laughs> our buddy oh, loves Lord Chesterfield. Oh, and he likes some shit beer. And yes. he, <laughs> I mean, he likes like he likes like Jenny Cream Ale. Like, yeah, just the you, most disgusting shit. <laughs> you remember? So wait a minute. So we went to the mountains one time. He used to have a cabin out in the mountains. And I mean, look, guys, let me tell you something. To find this cabin now, maybe I'm an indoor person, okay? But to find this cabin. Our buddy, our buddy was driving in from Pittsburgh, and we literally on the GPS we had to put in coordinates. <laughs> like there was no address. <laughs> yeah, because there was no address for this. Yeah, there, place. It's coordinates. That's where I left <laughs> half my elbow. By the way, if you could see that, uh, I still have half my elbow on Smith Valley Road in Huntington, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, um, go look that up, people. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but uh, uh, but anyway, um, our buddy, we we brought cases of Jenny Light to the cabin. Yeah, but it wasn't Jenny. Tom, I don't think I've ever had a Jenny Cream Ale. And oh you said it's God, like- Jenny Cream Ale! That was like the only case of beer I've never finished. I like started <laughs> it, and I'm like, oh, this stuff is fucking horrendous. I I drank like you know like ten beers of it. I'm like muscling them down. I'm like, why am I doing this? I am out. I am throwing these out. I don't want them anymore. Only case of beer I've never finished. So. Don't try anyway, any cream ale. <laughs> our buddy who had the cab and loves shitty beer. And I think like he, like, I mean, he likes good beer too, but I think oh, like yeah. he takes like a, a, a pride in drinking like shitty beers. <laughs> like, <laughs> But even he said, what was the, um, what did Yingling come out with like two years ago? It was like a, like a, a wheat beer. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Do not drink this." <laughs> yeah, like, so but they'll the, they they put out this porter though, and it is fantastic. The I Yen, highly recommend Hershey's it. porter is delicious. It is phenomenal. Yes. I had some down here in South Carolina last year. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I can find it again. Anyway, welcome to the point spread. <laughs> Tom and I are talking beer. Um, I'm still up. It's a Friday in night. We gotta talk beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna finish up Ted Lasso here. Uh, oh okay. man. Just saw Trey Lance's rushing prop come out. It's 40 and a half. Go hit that right now before ooh, it's ooh, oh, 55 and a half. Well, I need um, to put that in the article here right now. Well, Tom, <laughs> uh, after I my fat finger bet did not hit last oh, night. No. Oh, no. Tell the people. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I um I was betting Freddie Swain, and I was going to bet a player prop. And, uh, you know, um, you know, put a, put a few bucks on the prop. Um. And yeah, what happens? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I put about ten times more on the prop than I had <laughs> Um, and it oops, you put an extra digit in there. Yeah. Let's say. So uh, unfortunately, Tom, I uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. Fortunately, fortunately my, my wife's like, "What do you do with the money in there?" And I'm like. Well, uh, play it until I, I lose, lose it. it. <laughs> that's what I do. I mean, that's what I do. That's why I like. I do like the the stateside books now. Like anytime I like win something, like I'm like, oh, I'll just pull some of that out. Pull some, yeah. of, you know, because the offshore, it's kind of like eh, there's like a process. They got to. Uh, Bovada is pretty good about it. Okay, Bovada was easy. I didn't have to sign my life away for that. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, so I didn't have to sign my life away for Bovada, but uh. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I gave them a lot of money back. So, <laughs> oh, that was that that one hurt. But uh, all right, Tom, I'm going to uh, let's talk uh, let's talk first Jets Falcons. But you said the Trey Lance prop. What is it? Forty and a half. Forty and a half. Uh, you're yeah, like you, you want that? You want I am that. Uh, I am hammering that right now. I am gonna put that up on the content manager as we uh, as we do this. I'm trying to get it up on the site. But uh, yeah, forty and a half. I, I think I. 
John has him projected for 60 to 65 oh, yards, I think. Or... Fuck you. Bovada doesn't even have the goddamn game on the board. Well, I mean, I've been waiting for that line. I was curious to see what that line was going to be. And then yeah. now that he's finally been announced, they finally put it up here. Yeah, so, so Bovada, Bovada is hard to beat. And then, I mean, that was that was my mistake. But uh, but I was like, hey, you know, let's, let's see what goes on. And nope, unfortunately for Dolan, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a loss for Freddie well, Frederick Swain. Swain did not come through for you. Well, you know, also, although Gino didn't play all that bad, he played fucking great. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Lockett fell down. I mean, once, uh, once he he left, I was like, oh boy, this and there's no way this hits. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Tom, Jets and Falcons. Jets are catching two and a half in London across the pond, uh, over under of forty five. Um, What's your read on this game? Remember, the Falcons will not have Calvin Ridley. Um, Calvin Ridley uh, is is out with a personal issue. Um, meanwhile, Tom, and I think I'm going to talk about this when it comes to uh, props, the uh, uh, Falcons are down their top two slot corners. Yeah, that's that doesn't sound pretty good. Uh, that doesn't sound good at all for them. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at Crowder's props because I knew Oliver was already out and his stuff was pretty jacked up, though. I couldn't – it was like 55 yards, four and a half catches. Like, we are going to get Elijah Moore back in here. Keelan Cole's getting mixed in, so I was a little little hesitant. And I'm showing – you. DraftKings has 54 and a half yards. I'm showing 50 and a half. Oh, wow. It dropped down then, I guess, apparently, because uh, – No, I, well, DraftKings – I've got that at Bovada. Oh, yeah. DraftKings was at 54 and a half. All right, I'll so, take the 50 I mean, and a half. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um so yeah, this line, this was a three and a half point line. Yeah, and we've we've gotten a bunch of injuries on the Falcon side. Oh, injuries, people out and you know, missing the game or whatever. Uh I got down on this on three. I think those are probably long gone. I hope you hope you I put that up yesterday afternoon. They were up this morning and into the early afternoon, and the money has been coming in here. I'm even I'm even looking at uh, you know, I might get back to three. I'm looking, you know, there's some minus 120s on the two and a half. Uh, so there's a chance. I, I see BetMGM still has a three. So uh, if you like the Jets side with me, you can still get it here. I think that might settle in at two and a half, though. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't dilly dally around on that. Oh, one. I liked it. Yeah. So uh, in, in terms of props, I didn't really see anything I was too interested in. I was looking at Michael Carter unders. Like his number's pretty high. It was like 45 and a half, 46 and a half. Uh, didn't quite get there on anything, though. Crowders, I. I was looking at it, you know, it was 54 and a half. I thought it was a, a pretty good line. I, I didn't, you know, and his receptions, I think, were at four and a half. So mm-hmm. it was, didn't see, uh, I was hoping it would come in a little bit lower. But yeah, I see four and a half, 160, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, yeah. I mean, I still like, if, if I'm, if I'm playing, I'm laying, I'm, I'm laying the juice. But yeah, and that's, I mean, but when it, you know, when we're laying that much juice on yeah. a pro, you know, it's just not worth it. I mean, I think he gets there, but then you, you build it. And Crowder gets hurt all the time. Like, yeah, he aggravates that groin injury again, and you're cursing yourself. So, yeah, minus 160, there's just no value in that. I so. got I got the 50 and a half at minus 110. So Okay, I like that a lot. Which, you know. which uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, that's a little more. I, I was hoping it would come in, you know, in that 48 and a half, you know, 47. That's probably where it would fire. Uh, I think he's good for about 55 to 60, but... Yeah, you know, when it's sitting at 54 and fat 54 and a half, there's just yeah, you know, not, not a lot of cushion there. Uh Philadelphia Carolina Eagles catching three on the road, um, over under a 45 and a half. And Tom, to me, this is a weird game because Carolina beat up on some nobodies. Yeah. And Philly is coming off essentially playing two of the five best offenses in football, you know. Could the could the Eagles be hitting a just could, could the Eagles be hitting a, maybe a little bit of a better matchup here coming in against Carolina or was Carolina as good as they looked in those first three games? It's it, it I think there's been money coming in on the Eagles though. I think there definitely been- has been. I, I I've actually been kind of surprised. I mean, just I, I think the Eagles are still a little bit little bit banged up. Or I mean, what not another personal matter. Uh, I know well, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson's out of the game. Um, I have some other injuries. Is my my lot of playing or my lot is playing? So here's what I think okay. is going to happen. I think my lot is going to play right tackle. Yeah, because Dillard's actually been pretty good at left tackle. 
I got but you. Dillard, when that, that guy, if he moves anywhere from left tackle, he's basically like you and me out there. I mean, so I think they're going to play my lot. How unbelievable is that, by the way? My didn't play a down of professional football until last year. And then all of a sudden they trust him to switch positions more than Andre Dillard, who was a first round pick. But, but I mean, some guys are just, you know, I guess maybe, you know, maybe he's the more natural athlete though, too. I mean, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked a little, you know, we've heard a little bit about Penny soul, you know, like maybe it just doesn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, just doesn't click with everybody, but yeah, uh, this game, uh, this is another one. I don't have a lot of opinions on. I mean, uh, I think it, Basically what you're saying, Joe, because I, I think I've been on the Eagles the last couple of weeks and I feel like they've, you know, been the team that should have covered, uh, you know. At least, yeah. And they've just left, you know, as you you pointed out here, there's a lot of, uh, you know, touchdowns overturned or rolled, you know, you know, stepping out of bounds and uh, on, you know, the receptions down the field. It feels like they've left a lot of plays out in the field and red zone issues once they get down inside the 10. So, uh, but Panthers, I thought they, they hung with the Cowboys pretty well until they, you know, they, you know, hit the gas there in the third quarter and uh, kind of put them in the dust, but I still thought they moved the ball pretty well in that game. So uh, it should be pretty fascinating in this game. It's kind of a big game for the Eagles. This is, yeah. you know, you can't go to one and four well, you here. Don't, and- you don't want to spiral because the Eagles now have, they have the Panthers, the Bucks, and then the Raiders. And then their schedule gets way easier. Like then it's basically, they play the giants. They play the obviously twice. They play the jets twice. They play the, uh, not the jets twice. They play the jets once they play the team, you know? So uh, it, the, the schedule gets easier for the Eagles going forward after this. Yeah. I, I think that's might be why some of the money is coming in on the Eagles too. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that there's, you know, this is kind of a make or break game. You know, you start one and four, you're, aspirations for the season start going out the window here so this is kind of a uh you know not a i don't want to say must win you know no game is a must win in week five but this you're you're digging yourself a big hole here if you lose this game uh any um any uh props that you like in this one nah yeah i didn't i didn't see anything on this game so i i I took a big old pass on everything on this game yeah i i there by no means tom would i bet it but i wonder you know the the shack thompson's out yeah. Um, for uh, Shaq Thompson's out for uh, the Panthers. I wonder if this is a grease the side game for uh, actually for Miles Sanders. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I, uh, there's no way I would too. touch it. I'm not touching it. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if that's the case. Yeah. I, I mean, we were hoping for that last week and that yeah. didn't happen. So just I'm staying the hell away from no. anything with Miles Sanders right now at this point. I mean, it, it, it should. It should be a good, you know, it's, we're projecting this game for a three to four point yeah. line. It should be a game where they're highly competitive. They're not playing the Chiefs. They're not playing the Cowboys. You'd think this would be a good game, good spot for Sanders, but I guess I'm a little skeptical after watching well, how little I'm, he's been involved. I'm not telling you to bet it. I'm just oh, saying, no, no. you know, that's. Um, I'm I, just I, telling I, you my thinking. Too. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but like people are like, oh, two weeks ago against Dallas, the game plan was stupid. Yeah. Last week they didn't run the ball and it wasn't stupid. They were moving up and down the field. I mean, so you gotta, you gotta just, you know, look at all these things situationally. All right, let's get to the next game. Green Bay at Cincinnati, Green Bay minus three on the road over under a 51 Cincinnati here might not have Joe Mixon. He's questionable Tom, but he didn't practice all week. Yeah, he ain't playing. Uh, I don't think he's shit? playing, um, <laughs> but T Higgins will be back for, for Cincinnati. Yeah, and uh, the Green Bay is banged up on the other side. I mean, the most notable is uh, Jair, Alexander. Jair Alexander is going to be out, and that's a that's a huge. I mean, their secondary. Uh, you know, it's you know we have Kevin King out it's there. It's very gettable. Yeah, it's very gettable, and this is a you know we're you know we're 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 fully expecting Mixon to be out of this game. Going to probably skew a little bit more pass heavy. Uh, I, I took the Joe Burrow. Over 265 and a half in this game. I mean, it lines up that got a beatable secondary, got a game script that's potentially, you know, it's potentially a high scoring game, potentially playing from behind, you know, all, you know, a good recipe for taking an over on a, a pretty low number. You know, I, I, it's obviously based on how the Bengals have been playing offense up to this point, but I think maybe they play offense a little bit differently this week. So uh, I think they'll be a little bit more aggressive. And I mean, 
you know, they've rightfully been a little bit conservative with Burrow coming back from that ACL injury. And I think last, you know, the, the final 30 minutes last week on Thursday night football, whenever they were, you know, down 14 at halftime. And I think he showed that he can, you know, if the offense is all on him, he can, he can do it. So uh, I think it's probably going to be a little bit on his shoulders, uh, you know, with no mix in. Uh, going up against Aaron Rodgers here, so I, I like the Burrow over 265 and a half passing. Okay, up. yeah. I was wondering, like, I feel like one of these one of these uh, Bengal receivers is going to, like, win a GPP for somebody, mm-hmm. but man, I don't know if I'm smart enough to figure out which one. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I stared at all of them because I'm like, yeah, I could see Ty- – I, I wanted Tyler Boyd four and a half receptions, and it, it opened up at five and a half because I think he's almost going to be almost like a extension of the running game, uh, yeah. you know use him as a you know kind of how jacoby myers was used last week you know we can't run the ball let's throw it five yards to you know tyler boyd here get a you know get the ball moving yeah get the get the ball moving forward here but um you know it was five and a half his reception his receiving yards was at 56 and a half uh alexander has been playing a lot out of slots so but, you know that was one spot i was kind of keen in on i i couldn't quite get there uh higgins um, coming back too i mean that that was a bit of an issue too. If it was just those two and, you know, Auden Tate and Michael Thomas behind them, be like, I probably would have gotten there on Boyd, but um, you know, now we're, we're figuring Higgins into the mix. He's probably going to get seven, eight targets, I would think. And, you know, his yardage is right around that mark too. Uh, let's go now to New England and Houston. The Patriots, who are going to be down essentially their entire offensive line, Tom, are still laying nine at Houston. <laughs> 39 and a half. That's the lowest total I've seen this year. And there's two games with that. Total. I was going to say, yeah, he, except if when, when we get down farther on the board uh, with yeah. my Steelers, uh, <laughs> oh, awful offense that they have, but uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I'm on the Texans here this week for uh, office polls. I mean, I also bet the under on. I also bet the under on Davis Mills. Uh, his number is at one ninety-seven and a half, one ninety-six and a half, something like that. Oh, that's plummeted now to one eighty-nine and a half. Oh well, it is one eighty-nine. I should adjust that. I, I did the rushing plus passing. I mean, he has okay. won it all. So I was like, I figure I'll get an extra eight yards of cushion there. Uh, he doesn't run, so I mean, he's a god awful, and you get you know Bill Belichick against him, you know, scheming something up. I, I mean. And would it would it surprise you if maybe they pull him for like Jeff Driscoll or something? Like he was god awful last week. I, they didn't pull him last no. week, but I mean, I think there's a chance that if it's going you know sideways again this week, oh, they might yeah. they might pull the plug on him. So um, yeah, I, I like that prop a lot. But I also you know I'm taking the Texans plus nine nine points and in in polls here. You know, I I have to think this could be a little bit of a letdown spot for the Patriots. I mean, you get go play that emotionally charged game against your, your former quarterback there, you know, on a Sunday night. And now you got to go fly down to Houston and play this shitty ass, uh, you know, Texans team. Um, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, and you said, Joe, I mean, they're basically down four, there's five starting offensive linemen for this game. So yeah. I, I wanted to take Damian Harris props, but I uh, stay in the hell away with that, you know, yeah, that situation. I'll, I'll play him for fantasy, but betting props. I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's just too much volatility there. I mean, I mean, I don't think their offensive line has been playing particularly well either. You know, this we thought that was going to be a strength of their team here, and uh, it hasn't really been up to this point. So, uh, I I've looked at Jacoby Myers. I feel like I've done a lot of Jacoby Myers props so far this year, but he's got a plus price at five and a half catches, uh, twelve targets, I believe, and eight catches in his first two games without James White. And, you know, if that running game isn't very effective uh, behind this offensive line, I think we're going to see a lot of short dot passes to him here. So uh, I'm looking at that plus price for Jacoby Myers. I'm, I'll, I'll say he goes seven for like 52 in this game. Uh, a nice right. little, you know, That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if he gets his yardage prop, but I think he gets that uh, receptions prop as long as he stays healthy. Titans and the Jaguars. Titans minus four and a half on the road over under a 49. Um, uh, projecting kind of like a slop fest shootout here. Um, I ain't no way I'm betting a side in this one, Tom. Hell no. I mean, you got Urban Meyer and the mess over there on one side. And then, yeah. you know, we got A.J. Brown trying to play through a hamstring injury. And 
They're he's not even questionable. He is good to go. Apparently. I know, but I you know, I'm still yeah. a little bit, you know, that that seemed like a multi-week injury. I I you know, obviously if you have AJ Brown, you're freaking playing him, especially with no Julio Jones. Like he has a path to like 12, 14 targets in this game, but I, I wanted to bet his props, but I, I'm just like, I mean, we've seen it plenty of times where these guys come off hamstring injuries. We think they may be coming back a little bit early and they aggravate it or whatever. So <clears throat> I wanted to get down on his props, but I, I'm staying the hell away. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's got a little higher risk here. So uh, I, I took the Titans for uh, ATS purposes, but yeah. I mean, good luck trying to get a read on this. I mean, the, the this thing is, here. is like, but you always hear, oh, this team could blow up, but could the team rally? You know, freaking no. Trevor Lawrence, uh, not around Urban Meyer, but around themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, there's more of a chance for employ. I mean, they would rally as soon as he quits here by the, uh, like, November, or eventually whenever that comes. I mean, <laughs> it's it seems like only a matter of time. I mean, uh, Joe, for the line makers, we – uh. We set in the over under on the, uh, the like the Monday after the season for him to you know <laughs> the, yeah, his I mean, career in Jacksonville, and I think we'd get a shit ton of money to the under. By the way, yes, I, I believe uh, so. Too. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's essentially yeah. Would it give it, give it the Monday. Uh, 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 basically, what it would be would be the Sunday before the Monday. It, look, yeah. Like the Sunday of the week 18 game. The Sunday at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Will they fire him immediately out of the locker room or yeah. Yeah. That's what I would <laughs> say. Like, because will they wait until that Monday or will he get fired? Before? Or he might not even be fired. He might just fucking yeah. resign because I don't think he's having a lot of fun <laughs> based on yeah. uh, his actions. So uh, anyway, can we not talk about this game anymore? Yeah. Let's go. To okay. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Uh, um, uh, Denver and Pittsburgh. All right. Oh, <laughs> shit. We got next. Next. <laughs> Minus Denver. Oh, my God, Tom. <sighs> Denver, who has a questionable starting quarterback, is laying a point on the road in Pittsburgh. 39 yeah, and a half. And that one flipped around. That was the Steelers were laying a point. I mean, it, he's not completely there but it sounds like he did he clear the concussion protocol though? he's questionable yeah i know but he clear the protocol i, I think mean he, he practiced did. this week uh, i think he got a full i think he's i mean it, it seems like he's about 90 yeah. percent uh you know short of playing this game so yeah. i think that's why it's kind of uh, he has not cleared the protocol uh, just yet he's expected to clear it though he's My expected to clear um I mean, I think it would be a surprise, right? You like you said that if Eddie doesn't play, but there's still a layer of doubt there. Yeah. So I, you know, I think now that it's I, you know, these concussion, you know, the issues, I, the guy usually sits out the next week. I mean, that's usually what happened. It's like probably a 70-30 that these guys miss the next week. Uh, so that's why I think the Steelers were the favorite. You know, the belief was that it was gonna be Drew freaking Locke who stinks. You know, that's a I mean. That, that just shows you how far Drew Locke is, you know, how, you know, the Teddy Bridgewater is going to be, yeah, because if he is for sure playing, I bet they're favored by two in this game. Maybe it gets up to two and a half. Like, he's basically like a field goal difference uh, over Drew Locke. That's how. 39 and a half. Yeah. Are you taking the over, Joe? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> exactly. what am I, I going to do with That's Bob? the only way I could look. I mean, I. I think it's going to be uh, kind of a field position game. Now we got Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, rolls his ankle in practice. So we'll see if he plays. I mean, I mean, what do the Broncos have to do to keep a healthy receiver on the, you know, it could be all down to Tim Patrick at this point. Uh, I guess maybe we should be looking at Noah Fant. Uh, I, I did my props before, uh, you know, that, that news kind of came out here. So maybe, maybe we start looking at Noah Fant, but yeah. Um, you know, He's is, at, I don't even have a Noah Fant prop up. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that they're kind of waiting to see what happens. They have Eddie. a Sutton one, but they don't have a Fant one. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, they started to put some numbers up for the Steelers as well. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, Deontay, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of these numbers earlier. I'm not the touching any of these numbers, Tom. I'm not. Uh, with these offenses, like, 
with Pittsburgh, you got to hope Ben accidentally hits a deep shot to Claypool. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's uh, how they, I mean, that's how they scored their one touchdown. That <laughs> was on a free play. I mean, that was yeah. the only explosive play that they had that game. And, um, you know, Juju was open for a couple big plays and Ben flat out missed them. And, yeah, it's it's ugly right now. So yeah, let's uh, let's not talk about this one much yeah, longer. I mean, as a Steelers time. fan, I uh, I hate talking about this team. <laughs> I hate the Steelers. Uh, the Saints and the team uh, got some news today. Tom Antonio Gibson's playing through a stress fracture, but he says he doesn't have any pain. Okay, um, still doesn't sound good to me. Um, uh, we're we're looking at the Saints at the team. The Saints are laying two and a half on the highway, forty three and a half the total. Yeah, I got down on this one early in the week. Uh, Saints laying a point on the road here. So uh, it has moved up. I don't think it's getting a three, though. I mean, if you uh, want to bet the Saints, I guess I guess you could get it now. But, you know, if you're you're waiting, waiting to bet on the team, uh, maybe I'll wait to see if a three comes up. But I don't think we're getting there. Uh, the team is pretty beat up here. Uh, Brandon Scherf is – Looking, was he? He's has he been ruled out, Joe? I know he was. Yeah, uh, Sheriff is out. Yeah, and you know we know Logan Thomas is out. Uh, Diami Brown is out. So uh, you know there's some some big injuries on the Washington side, and like as you said, the news coming about out, out about Antonio Gibson with the shin injury. Uh, you know Curtis Samuel. You know, do we hear anything on him? I mean, like he's questionable. Yeah, he ain't playing. I mean, he missed more practices this week. It's you know he's going to be a complete waste for fantasy this season. Um, but on the other side, it's not like the Saints can do anything. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised that this line isn't at the, this total isn't at 39 and a half points. Uh, it's a, a pretty ugly combination. I guess the if Washington's defense would have been playing as you know we kind of expected coming into the year, but they've become a, a bottom half of the league unit here. Uh, quite yeah, surprising. Samuel practiced today, by the way, Tom. In a oh, did he? Fashion. Yes. Okay. He, well, he was limited today. Um, I, I don't know what, the, what, but I mean, that's an injury that Edwin's been worried about all year. I, Tom, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to bet this game either, quite frankly. I mean, uh, yeah, like, I'm betting on just the Saints, you know, uh, they are, and this is the thing about the Saints as well. They're, they're going into their bye week here next week and, they, they fucking blew that game against the Giants last week. They were up two scores, you know, they, they shit the bed. That was a game that, you know, that was the first game back after uh, Hurricane Ida. You know, it's a spot that they should have, you know, closed that one out. You know, I'm sure Sean Payton's been on their asses all week here. Going into the bye week, like, let's freaking finish strong here. We don't want to be sitting on two losses here. Uh, I You know, I kind of like the, the spot for the Saints. The, the, the football team, I mean, that was a – I, I, I was high on them coming into the season. Yeah. I it just I have not been impressed at all with their defense at all. And uh, their offense is, you know, I think Heineke has done some good things. But, yeah. I, you know, we we're obviously expecting more out of Gibson. He's playing through an injury. Uh, Logan Thomas is out of the picture. Curtis Samuels, you know, it's just been kind of a kind of, I don't want to say a lost year for Washington, but it, you know, it's it's definitely trending in the wrong direction. I could see this team. They're, they're a team I'm probably going to be fading a lot here, you know, going yeah. forward. It feels like a lot of things could collapse for them. Um, yes. So, I yeah, mean, we'll I, see. I mean, maybe the defense, I mean, that's, the, that's the one thing that could say, uh, that we know they're, they have a lot of talent on defense. Maybe that starts to turn a corner. I mean, do they continue to play this poorly, you know, for the entire season, but uh, you know, the, the talk, you know, they, they had a really easy schedule last year, especially in the second half of the year. And it's kind of, it's kind of starting to line up that eh, maybe that defense was a bit inflated because of the schedule they were going against in the second yeah. half last year. Uh, any props that interest you? I hate this game. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm not yeah. betting anything on the Saints side. I did look at Kamara real quick. It, it was like 80-some yards, rushing yards. 81 and a half. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't quite get there on that. I, I was thinking about it just because I've been unimpressed by them, but um, – you know, it's a script that could go, the, you know, I could see them playing from behind that game and then maybe he actually catches a pass. Uh, but, yeah, on the Washington side, um, you know, McLaurin probably going to be seeing some Lattimore, you know, and everybody else is hurt. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. screw, screw this. Yeah, like what an awful game. And, I mean, like just bad luck for, for Washington. Uh, all right, Tom, let's go over to uh, uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Detroit catching 10 on the road. 
49 and a half uh, Minnesota uh, is, is kind of getting into that. Like, Hey, you know, they're, may, they're maybe a little different than the Eagles. The Eagles are one and three, but maybe weren't expected to contend this year. I think Minnesota, they wanted to contend this year and now they're one and three. You got a match up here. You got to win. If you're Minnesota, they're laying 10 at home. Yeah. This feels like a spot that they could erupt. And I, you know, I think that's, you know, this was a line that kind of started out seven and a half. And usually, you don't. I mean, it, it takes a lot for a line to get from like seven and a half at the beginning of the week to get up to double digit. You know, they'll, they'll kind of hang, you know, the Vegas will kind of hang that line in that like a uh, teaser range. You, you put it up to eight and a half, nine and a half, but you know, it takes a lot to get up to 10, but the injuries on the line side, I mean, they're, we were talking about the Patriots offensive line. I mean, the Lions off, offensive line uh, is in just as sorry a shape. I mean, Soul's out, uh, Ragnall's out. I mean, Soul's other... officially questionable, by the way. But okay, but they were... Anthony Lynn was talking like they didn't expect to have him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the talk was that he's not playing this week, yeah. and um, you know, Acor is out on the uh, on the defensive front now. You know, I think he had a season-ending injury last week. Last week. You know, he was one of their high picks. You know, we, you know, it's been, it's been a kind of a, a messy, you know, start for them. I mean, in terms of injuries, uh, you know, I, I, I think the line, you know, the Lions have been a team I've, you know, kind of favored whenever I'm doing my ATS picks because they have been getting these huge lines and they have been kind of frisky, but, you know, at some point the injuries start to catch up to you and, you know, it's, it's, and you brought it up, Joe, with the Vikings. It's it's a spot where it's kind of you know this is a spot you should lay the lumber on this team. And uh, you know, I, I I took I initially at the beginning of the week I'm thinking I was going to take the Lions, but the injuries started to add up, and I'm just I'm on the Vikings side in this game for ATS pools. Um, I did take the uh, Swift receiving prop. I mean, they keep putting his number really low. Uh, I've seen thirty three and a half. Yeah, I got 32 and a half at BetMGM. Uh, he's been up over 33 yards in every game. Uh, we got Hawkinson, and that's another questionable. Injury. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's questionable. Sounds yeah. like he's pretty, you know, banged up. Like it, it's yeah. like not a, you know, it's not a certainty that he even plays. So uh, if he's playing at less than 100%, no offensive line, you know, I, I, I figure that they're going to have to generate some touches for Swift and it's probably going to have to be through the air, maybe screen passes, whatever. Uh, you'd also think it's a 10 point line. So a uh, chance for some, you know, garbage time type of receptions in the, you know, hurry up offense if they're playing from behind in the second half. So I, I, I like that prop a lot at 32 yeah. and a half yards. Uh, all right, let's go to um, Miami and Tampa, Tampa, nine and a half point favorites at home. 48 is the total. Uh, Miami feels like a team that's just like on the verge of shitting itself. <laughs> we'll see. I, uh, I, I took Miami uh, for ATS polls. Well, I, you know, I, it's also a spot for the Buccaneers where you know, they, they're coming off like two emotionally charged games, you know, against the Rams uh, out in LA going up to new England in that atmosphere and pulling out a win. So um, but yeah, this is, I mean, the Parker stuff coming out today that, you know, they could be down to Jalen Wall. They just traded away to keep Grant. So, I mean, they, they literally have, that like, tells you how they felt about him. Cause they knew Will Fuller was hurt. Yeah. I mean, and that tells you what they think of the season, basically, like who gives a fuck we're, you know, we're getting ready for next year. Sorry Tua, you're, you're, you're donezo after this year. So, um, you know, not that that trade definitely singled that but that, that was kind of like my first thought i'm like yeah he's like a useful piece like they don't even give a fuck about this season already um uh okay um but yeah the the dolphins is the side i'm on i'm not i don't feel very confident in it because you know brissette's been pretty pretty horrific here through through the first two starts here and whenever he came in in week two but um you know that secondary is kind of ripe for the picking here in tampa bay but um in terms of props i took uh gaskin under six and a half carries uh they benched him last yeah. week i mean that's, that's uh, what i thought it's a little juiced up it was uh minus 125 or minus 130 i think like i don't have it up on my uh 
But, yeah, and I mean, you can't run the ball on Tampa anyway. New England had negative rushing yards last year. Exactly, and that yeah, that was a big part of my thinking on, on it too. But um, I think it was that they're facing the second fewest attempts in the league. I think Dallas is only uh, ahead of them. That's you know given up more. You know, a face fewer rushing attempts. So uh, Gaskin was at twenty, basically twenty five percent of the snaps last week. So um, you know, looking at that, I just six and a half carries. It could be Malcolm Brown leading that backfield. Nobody wants to run on the, you know, the Buccaneers anyway, especially with how banged up their secondary is. So uh, that's that's where I'm looking. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll, I was looking at all the Gaskin unders. I mean, that's um, seems like that there's a change going on in that backfield. And I think well, Flores was even talking today or yesterday about you know how all three of the backs yeah. are kind of. Good. Yeah, so Ahmed's oh, probably going to be freak. more involved here. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm Brown's receiving yards prop is two and a half. So the question is, does Malcolm Brown catch a pass? Yeah, I don't, I'm not betting on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying away from that. Yeah, but yeah uh, I think he is going to be, you know, based on what we saw last week, he's he's definitely more involved now. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, you know, some of these teams should invest in at least something in the running back position. Not, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, it's been a first round pick, but maybe just something. I, I, John and uh, Greg were getting into that a little bit on the, uh, the, the, the call last night on the live stream last night. And I, you know, I thought it was pretty fascinating. Like I haven't watched it yet. What were they talking about now? Cause I know no, no, it's just like, you know, you totally abandoned the running game and now your offense looks like shit. You have no foundation, you know, you're, you're throwing these quarterbacks out there and they have nobody to lean on in their backfield. And, you know, maybe this was about Miami. Yeah. And, you know, maybe at some point, yeah, you know, you don't have to like, throw a lot of money at the position, but you have to give some shits about it. And I know, you know, Miami's this, you know, progressive team, you know, all analytics and stuff, but you know, it, it, it might be uh, in a little better shape right now if they had somebody, you know, some sort of feature. Back. I'm not telling you, you got to run like Tennessee's offense, but like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure Tom, uh, Tom, uh, John and Greg also talked about what Brandon Staley said this week. Oh, that's ex- that was the context of it. Yeah. That was that's how it got started. I mean, it's like yeah, you know, you could have gone out. It's not like you had to break the bank. You could have gone out and got Jamal Williams for you know six million in two yeah. years. You know, somebody that's capable instead of going out and you know going for a, a you know trying to patch a you know patch it up with Malcolm yeah. Brown. Like you know, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. Um, I I think that team is. Uh, is I they there there's there's a lot that can go wrong with that team before this season's out. Uh Cleveland, two point underdogs in LA with the Chargers, 47's the total. Baker Mayfield, 225 and a half is the line I'm seeing, Tom. And at the very least, we have an explanation for why he was so freaking awful last week. Yeah, I I don't know if they necessarily wanted that to come out. Uh, Mm -hmm. It seems like they were trying their best to kind of hide that, and it it did come out. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, we kind of remember that play in week two. Kind of looked like he broke his collarbone for the way he reacted to it, and uh, he went back into the locker room. Now we find out that it was a labrum issue. So, you know, you know, it should affect the way he throws, but – you know, it's it's an injury. You're thinking about it out there. You're you, you don't want to take a big hit to it and aggravate it. And you know, if you, you know, if, if, you, if you're just thinking about it a little bit, like that might change how know. you're throwing just, the ball downfield. I'm looking at it. I'm not a professional quarterback, but if I'm putting a lot of torque, yeah, into my right side, I feel like I'm probably going to feel it a little bit on the left side. Yeah, I'm sure he feels it. I I think it's just more of like he's worried about getting a hit yeah. on it, and like he's thinking about you know, where the pass rush or, you know, what the body's around them. And then and if that shit starts to get in your head a little bit, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. And then you're not focusing on what's going on downfield. So, um, you know, not a great, not a great, uh, you know, it, it sounds like they're just going to let them play through it here. Uh, not like, anyway, who do they have? Case Keenum is their backup? I think Case Keenum's the, a good backup too. Yeah, that's a pretty good backup. I mean, maybe they should be like, Hey, Although a labrum surgery, I'm sure that's probably like that's a probably multi-month. Yeah. yeah, that would that that'd be a multi-month injury. So um, they're gonna play through this here. I'm I'll probably have to ding them a little bit in my power ratings going forward. But uh, do like the Chargers here this week. I got them 
before the Monday night game, they were plus one at FanDuel. Um, obviously, they, you know, they, man, you know, they handled uh, the Raiders pretty good there on Monday night. So this line has uh, moved about three points yeah. since then. Um, love it still. I, 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 I'm, I'm on the charter side. I know a lot of people still, you know, just reading and listening to stuff this week. They really like the Brown side. I, you know, I, I kind of agree. I mean, they're often their defensive lines have been performing really well. And, but uh, I, I kind of like the Charger side here still. I, I think they're playing at a pretty high level here. This defense has been pretty nasty up to this point. They've, you know, they've faced some tough tests against the Chiefs and uh, against the Raiders here the last two weeks. So, any props you like here? No, this is one I kind of stayed away from. Uh, I think it is going to be kind of a defensive. Uh, defensive struggle a little bit here. I mean, all four of the Chargers games have gone under the total. Uh, this one has been kind of plummeting down. It was uh, 48, 49 points uh, at the beginning of the week. Now it's kind of sitting in that 46 to 47 point range. So kind of a big movement down. So, yeah, I, I didn't uh, didn't really see anything I liked too much. You know, I was thinking about maybe some Trump props, but, I, you know, that's the way the Chargers are kind of, playing defense they're kind of conceding the run a little bit and preventing the big plays but didn't really see anything i'd like too much on this one uh bears and the raiders raiders five and a half against justin fields minus five and a half rather uh, at home 44 and a half the total uh bears traveling to vegas uh with justin Fields starting yeah this is this is a game i really struggled with i i mean i ended up taking the raiders uh minus five and a half for ats polls but I, I, this is a tough one for me. I, I just could not get a good read on it. Like, you know, the, the Raiders are kind of banged up in their secondary a little bit. Uh, might present some opportunities for Chicago. You know, I wasn't – I mean, everybody's kind of – yeah, the you know, fields look – you know, because he was such a – you know, it was a, you know, he had the one passing yard basically in his uh, debut there, and everybody's like, yeah, they, they, you know, they came back straight. But – the Lions, if you watch that Lions game, the Lions had three opportunities inside the 10-yard line on their first three drives and didn't score. Like, they – that was a dead-even game. As somebody that had the Lions yeah. last week, I'm a little bitter, I guess, because I thought that was – you know, I thought the Lions played basic to, basically to a stalemate with them. And um, so I'm, I'm not fully in on the board, the Bears uh, bandwagon just yet, but, um, you know, I, I'm leaning towards the five-and-a-half here. The – Props, I didn't really see anything that really stood out here as well. Uh, I was thinking about Allen Robinson, but, I, you know, he, he's sitting at, I think, 56 or maybe it was 62 uh, receiving yards. But it's, I, there's just not a, enough passing volume in this offense to really trust anybody. Uh, Mooney's kind of sitting in that same range. It's uh, They're kind of 1A and 1B already in that passing game right now, Joe. It's uh, – I guess it's uh, it's Mooney time in, in Chicago Mooney. right now after he catches three long bombs there last week. Yeah, that still worries me when Justin Fields is completing eleven passes. Like you need, you know, you need one of those big plays. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, by the way, Peyton Barber is officially questionable with turf toe. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why he would play. Akeem Hicks is doubtful for the Bears. Josh Jacobs at fifty-one and a half. They hate Kenyon Drake. I mean, they hate the Drake. <laughs> no, I, I don't, everybody hates Josh Jacobs, but that's that was my thing. I, you know, watching that game on Monday, I, I just was not. He seemed like he was dancing around a lot, like uh, you know, hit it up in there, man. Like he was trying to bounce stuff to the yeah. outside. Yeah, he wasn't taking what was given. So I did look at his stuff a little bit, but you know, I, you know, it's sitting right in that fifty-yard range. I, you know, I think. You know, I, I would lean towards the over on that, but I, I just did not like the way he played last week. So I, I couldn't I couldn't lay money on him. But I do like Renfro. He was laying the lumber last week, Joe. How about that breakup on the punt return? Oh uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was a sweet play. Um, uh, so uh, I got him. Liked his matchup, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this is a great matchup. Um, six plus catches to. Primary slot receivers, uh, Amon Ra, Tyler Boyd, Cooper Cup, and Renfro's at five plus catches in every game. Give me that over four and a half receptions, minus okay. 110 at DraftKings. I like that one, Tom. I like that one. Yeah. And as you said, I mean, you know, 
we're, we're not sold on Jacobs uh, as a runner here. So we're, we're going to use Hunter Renfro as a slot receiver, you know, kind of moving those chains, keeping the ball moving for the Raiders offense this week. Yeah. I mean, the core likes him and, and that's for sure. Uh, all right, let's go to, uh, let's go to the other uh, Sunday afternoon. Oh, there's two more Sunday afternoon games rather uh, the giants and the Cowboys giants catching seven on the road. 52 and a half is the total. The Giants yeah. will not have Sterling Shepard again, by the way. Yeah, I think that was kind of expected. Slayton, too, is out. I think that's good for them, actually. <laughs> that means they get yeah. the ball into Galladay's hands, they get the ball into Katerius Tony's hands, and they get the ball into Saquon Barkley's hands instead of wasting targets on Sterling Shepard for his eight-yard gains uh, over the middle. So I, I, I'm taking that as a positive for the Giants this week. Um, I, I took them getting plus seven here. You know, I don't want to say that they're they're a thing now, but they, they've had chances to win, you know, the last three weeks. They pulled out last week's game. Uh, you know, they kind of blew the the two weeks prior to that against the Reds, uh, the, the football team. And um, God, what was the week two game? I remember that one too. But needless to say, they, they've, they've been playing better than, you know, what they showed in week one. I think people are still kind of remembering uh, Denver kind of, just wiping them out, wiping their offense out in that week one game. I think they've been playing a lot better. I think Daniel Jones has played a lot better. Uh, oh, they played the Falcons. They blew that game, too. That oh, was they another totally one. blew that game. Yeah. yeah, that was a game where they just dominated them. And the, the red zone shit has been their – you know, that's been kind of their bugaboo right now. They're they're dead last in touchdowns in the red zone. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of like what I've seen from them as much shit as the – that organization has gotten over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the offensive line has played a lot better than people uh, have expected. Uh, I think they're getting the ball in their playmakers' hands, and it doesn't hurt that Saquon Barkley uh, looks like he's fully back here. So yeah, he looks really good. Yeah. So uh, I'm on, I mean, the, the Cowboys have been a bit of a juggernaut here in the uh, opening month, though. I'm certainly a little bit worried. I had to. Uh, I was a little. I was undervaluing uh, undervaluing them a little bit here, but I, I've boosted them up in my power ratings. And but I, I still like the Giants side here, and you know they've been pretty good in the NFC matchups, uh, NFC East matchups here the last uh, last since Joe Judge came in, I guess, and since last season. But uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Giants side in this one, getting the full touchdown there. I, I, you know, I, I don't love it at like six and a half, but again, that full seven, I love it. The problem for the Cowboys is they're not throwing the ball. Yeah. And so they've been like, I mean, I don't want to say they've been awful for fantasy. That would be misrepresenting it. But I mean, uh, CD Lamb's been a huge bust so far for fantasy. I was thinking about his prop, you know, I, cause I, you know, I, uh, you know, I don't think this is going to continue. I, I don't think they're going to throw 22 times a game. And I was also looking at Dalton Schultz's under. Yeah. His, his numbers are all the way up to 45. I mean, that just seems like a huge overcorrection. I mean, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz, good for him, but you know, he's, you know, that, those numbers are basically like, he's a top six tight end, you know, moving forward. And that, yeah. you know, he's not that type, you know, I was looking at Mark Andrews's number is like 51. I'm like, there's no way in the world that Mark Andrews and Dalton Schultz should be within six yards of each other in terms of a receiving, receiving yards. Uh, but you put that star on your head, Tom, and yeah, I know he has been good. I mean, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to take, but I feel like, uh, you know, this is a bit of a small sample size, you know, like he strung together two really good games. Is this really going to be a thing? Are we really going to, you know, is this going to be the Dalton Schultz offense the rest of the year? Uh, I doubt it. I think CD lamb and Amari Cooper are going to be the guys again at some point. So uh, I was leaning heavily towards like a Schultz under, but I, you know, it's just I just didn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't get the, the Giants haven't been great against tight ends. I think that was a big reason why I didn't get there. San Francisco's catching four and a half at Arizona, 49 and a half the total. They put this one up, Tom. Um, uh, Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. Uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell no longer on the injury report. He will play in this game. Yeah, I'm uh, uh we touched it off there at the beginning uh like the lance over 40 and a half uh get down on that i'm sure that's gonna be probably uh i would guess maybe by the you know high 40s by the end of the weekend here i mean i, I i'm kind of surprised it opened that low i <laughs> i was expecting it to open in that 50 yard range so i think we're gonna i think john when we were doing the prediction show 
open, you know, he did his uh, rushing projection at like 63 yards, I believe, or something. Uh, haven't seen it uh, since then, but I also like the uh, Trey Sermon uh, rushing yards too. I think this is going to be a kind of a run centric offense. Uh, I think he played pretty well last week. I, I just don't think, a lot, you know, Eli Mitchell is going to come in here and, you know, get 20 carries again. I, I think Sermon's going to be a factor for 68 carries in this game. And um, Cardinals have had the worst run defense in the league. So uh, 24 and a half is his number now. I, I got it at 25 and a half. Uh, it's a little juiced up here, but I kind of I still like it. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not expecting a lot of carries for him, but if he gets into that six to eight, eight range, uh, you know, the, the Cardinals have been given up over five yards of carry to running backs. So that's uh, a number I feel like he can get over. And you know, I thought he played relatively well last week against another shitty run defense in the Seahawks. Um, the Just so you know, Chase Edmonds missed two practices this week. He's questionable with a shoulder injury. James Conner's prop is pretty low regarding that. It's 31 and a half at rushing yards. So Yeah, but he, you know, he might average two yards a carry. And yeah. <laughs> he might get, you know, he might get 15 carries and still fall short of it. Um, that son of a bitch, you know, stealing all our touchdowns on – you know, what'd you call it? The, uh, the, 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 the capitalist, uh, it's the capitalist backfield. He, uh, Edmonds does all the work and, and Connor gets all the credit. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also, I'm on the 49er side in this game, four and a half. Uh, I took the over in this game. Uh, I got a shitty number at the beginning of the week. I gave it out at 52 and a half. I really fucked that one up. Uh, it's down to 49 and a half, but I, I still kind of like it. I, I think this is going to be, uh, you know, I think that fell because of what Justin Field did two weeks ago, honestly. I think, you know, a rookie quarterback coming in. But, you know, rookie quarterbacks can come in and make mistakes and uh, turn the ball over, put it in short fields. You know, Cardinals have been averaging 35 points a game. So I still kind of like it. I, I don't mind, you know, if you parlay it up or – but, yeah, I, I got a terrible number. I'm usually pretty good getting good numbers on Mondays, yeah. but – uh, I'm probably 80 20 towards, you know, getting a number on the right side, but every once in a while I'll, I'll whiff and I whiffed on that one. I'll, I'm sorry if anybody else followed me on the 52 and a half on that one. Um, let's go now to Buffalo at Kansas City, but Bills plus two and a half at Arrowhead 56 is the total. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun one. Um, you know, the Bills, they look like the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, they got the defense that, you know, this, this defense wasn't performing at this level at all last year. Uh, they've kind of shored up their run defense a little bit. Their secondary has been just completely locked down. But, you know, they, now they get to face the Chiefs. We'll see just how good they are. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs defense is – it's a shit show right now. I mean, I feel like I feel like we do this a lot every year with uh, these Chiefs, though. Their defense starts out slow, and then it – progressively you know under spags there it gets progressively better so um i'm leaning towards the bill side on this one joe i don't know how you're feeling about it but i you know i i don't have a really strong feeling i you know i, I think it's i lean to the bills but i i pick the bills to win straight up but you know i don't know yeah i think it's going to be a pretty tight game you know i think it's going to be you know the bills kind of got run off the you know they got run off the field in the afc championship yeah. game it was a terrible you know the Terrible start to that game. Uh, got a lot of garbage time in that. And then the that was a really weird regular season game, too, because that was the game that was moved to Tuesday, wasn't it? Uh, well, Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran for 161 in that game. Yeah, um, it was a yeah. rainy game in Buffalo. I think yeah. it was a COVID game. It got moved to Tuesday, I believe. So yeah. that was a really I, I, weird – I forget all that stuff. Like, Yeah, that, that was I a really that. weird game. But, um, yeah, I like I liked a couple of the props here. Uh, I really okay. liked them. Uh, Cole Beasley over four and a half. It's minus one thirty-five. It's a little, you know, a little juiced up, but I think it's worth playing. The uh, I have the stat here. He twenty-six targets in their two close games against uh, the Steelers in Week One, and who was their Week Three opponent? Um, shit. Well, anyway, their two shutout losses, you know, shutout wins where they blew the teams out. He had uh, six targets combined. So. Basically, he's a game script guy. Whenever, you know, you know, whenever the going gets tough, he's kind of yeah. Josh Allen's guy on They played the too. team in week three. That's right. They, you know, that was a little bit back and forth there. They ended up blowing them out at the end, but it was it was competitive through like the third quarter there. So um, you know, he's been kind of 
game script dependent here. And I, I think this is going to be a, a good match up here, obviously with the chiefs. I don't expect it to be a one-sided game. Um, so he had 16 targets and 11 catches in this matchup last year. So expected Beasley to be uh, active in this game. And then Zach Moss, uh, he's quietly taken over the backfield. The, the, the snap shares looked pretty tight last week, but Singletary had a 44% snap share, but he was playing with Mitch Trubisky and the backups to get to that number. He would have been probably closer to 30%. Yeah. So, and he fumbled for the fourth time last week. They've gotten, they've recovered all four. You know, he's got a horseshoe up his ass, but uh, I'm sure the coaching staff doesn't like to see him, uh, you know, putting the ball on the turf. And that, that's that been an issue throughout his career. I, I remember this being the story last year too. So I think uh, the coaches might be a little sour on Singletary going into this game. So uh, Zach Moss, 36 and a half. Uh, Chiefs are kind of like the, the Cardinals run defense. They're kind of getting gashed a little bit. So uh, as long as the Bills are within like a score or so, I think Moss gets to like 10 carries in this, you know, 10 to 10 to 14 carries in this game and can get up over that rushing, you know, that rushing crop. Uh, let's go to the Colts and the Ravens. Six point, uh, six and a half for the Colts, 6.5. Uh, they're, they're getting six and a half on the road. 46 is the total. Um, uh, the Colts, Tom, continue to, well, I, I guess they've been playing better. They got their yeah. first W last week. Wentz seems to be getting a little healthier. He still looks a little limited to me, but the markets aren't really buying just yet as they're six-and-a-half-point dogs on the road. Yeah, I, I don't think Wentz has played that awful, you know. <laughs> for Yeah, he's just like he's managing games. Um, yeah. But, you know, of course, that's not what made him special in the first place. So, like, no, I, I agree with you. He He's not turning the ball over, but he's also not really – Doing anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's been in a tough spot, too. I mean, I'll give him some credit. Like, the offensive line's been in shambles, and, you know, he's playing on two bad ankles. And, um, you know, for the circumstances, I think he's playing above expectation. That, that Like, last week was the game I was expecting the Dolphins to to kind of handle them, with you know, behind that offense. You know, no Quentin Nelson. But, um, you know, I'm leaning towards the Colts side. I think, yeah, I mean – depending on what happens this weekend, like they're right there. I mean, it's yeah. not like the Titans or anybody's running away with this. And that is uh, an abominable division, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's given the NFC I mean, East. I think the NFC is going to make oh, the, the NFC, NFC East, East is good. way better than this. No, no, I'm, so, I'm talking about last year's NFC. East. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I, oh, I think God. this might, you know, th- when we're like, we start hitting the double digit weeks here. We're, we're, we're going to be looking at the AFC South and be like, holy shit, this is way worse than the NFC yeah. East. Last oh, year. dude. Oh. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like how many of the NFC East teams this year would be the best team in the AFC South. I think the red, yeah, the, the football team uh, for sure. Obviously the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are, I mean, Oh man, if I if my team stunk, I'd love to be in the AFC South because like this is a bad division. Maybe that's why Urban's sticking it out, man. Maybe yeah, he thinks uh-huh. they can uh, you know right the ship and win that AFC South here. He sees it. So, a um, couple props. Uh, I mean, Marquise Brown, man, fifty-five and a half. Give me that all day. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I think... know we had the bad loss a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I've I've hit some. You know, end of last year. I think at the beginning of this year. I think I had them. And maybe week one as well. Um, you know, I, I think his numbers continue to be, you know, he I think he's undervalued. I I, I would have put this in the mid mid to low 60s. Uh, I think we're getting some value here. I mean, I, I was looking at uh, Wes's matchups uh, article too. He I mean he eats up cover two, cover three. Yeah. Uh so you know, we like Marquise Brown a lot a lot again this week. Just plug him in. Don't ask us on Sunday morning if you should play him, just put him in your lineup. Save us a little bit of time. Just plug him in. And uh, Michael Pittman, uh, 31% target share last three weeks, uh, up over 55 yards in every one of those games. Tougher, you know, tougher matchup here against Baltimore, but uh, like the volume, like like everything that's coming his way, his number's at 53 and a half. So I like both of those numbers. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting like a uh, high-flying passing attack game here, but I thought both of those numbers were a little bit low for those guys. 
All right, T bro, that'll wrap it up here for uh, the bet, the, the point spread here. Uh, there was a lot of crap I did not like this week, quite frankly. Um, but uh, you, Tom, you you gave us some bets. I put some wagers down. Um, it was good to be with you, my friend. I hope everybody enjoys our last full week of fantasy football and betting until week fifteen. I know we're going to enjoy that. Tom, enjoy your beer. I know you got more Yinglings. Oh, to I just, I just. Took the last sip of that porter. I mean, maybe, right. I'll, maybe I'll be done for the night. Maybe I'll just stop right now. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> Take it easy. Have a good one.